Welcome to the Rising Resiliency Podcast. I'm your host, Paige Hines, and this podcast is for you, the you who feels stuck because of your past circumstances and you're wondering if you're the only one feeling this way. But I'm here to promise you that you're not alone and together we can rise up and be resilient. I'm so glad you're here with me today. So let's dive right into today's episode. What's up, you guys? So glad you're here listening to today's episode. Can't wait to spend the next 15 minutes or so with you just breaking down this idea I had in my mind. And I really think you're going to like this one because if you're anything like me, you love a good analogy. Pretty much my entire podcast is based on analogies. I don't know if it's like the English teacher side of me or what, but I just think it connects to us and resonates with us in a whole new way when we think of it from a different perspective and then apply it to our lives. So in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about this idea I had heard from a past colleague I actually heard him talking with a student about this, and the first time I heard him mention it, I was kind of like, what in the world is he talking about? And as I started thinking it through on what it meant, all of these like light bulbs were going off in my brain where I was like, oh my gosh, this is so true. This applies to our life, and I need to share this with people. And then I actually started looking up more information about it and deep diving into it a little bit because that's what I do. And now I'm coming here to share it with you. So today we're going to talk about how elephants are trained, especially in other countries. I live in Wisconsin. Obviously, we don't have elephants roaming around here. But if you think about countries where they use elephants for as a form of machinery and as working animals and not just free range elephants, but actual elephants being trained. The way they train elephants is actually by keeping them on a chain from a very young age. So when elephants are born as babies, they're chained up. And when they're young, they're obviously not as strong. They don't weigh as much as a full grown elephant. And so they're not able to break out of this chain. They have it chained around them. They're tied up to a post. And although the baby elephant tries to break free, they're not strong enough to. So day after day, they keep trying to break it. But eventually, they get to a point where they realize and they believe that they will never be able to break free. So they just stop trying. They get conditioned to stop trying. However, elephants continue to grow. And as you know, and as I know, Elephants end up being these massive beings that weigh way more than a chain or a post and would be fully capable of breaking free from that chain. But because they were conditioned from a young age that they couldn't and they believed that they couldn't break free no matter how hard they tried, once they got to be the size of being able to break free, they never even tried. And so they spend their entire lives being chained up to these posts, believing that they're stuck there, when really if they were to just try one more time, they'd easily be able to break free. And when I first heard this, like I said, I didn't fully understand it until I started applying it to our own lives as well and how sometimes we condition ourselves to believe we can't break out of chains that we're on and we never break free from them. And so I started looking more into this because that's what I do and I was like, okay, what is the purpose of having these elephants chained up? Because I thought it was always just to... um 
keep the elephant from going out and injuring or hurting other people. But as I started looking more into it, what I found was kind of interesting. And I started thinking of this in a whole other way as well. And I want to break it down for you today. So when looking at why elephants are trained by being chained up, I found four main reasons. The first is like I expected, which is is to prevent them from wounding people and other elephants and other animals. And so they don't go out and become aggressive and hurt other things. But the other three aren't to keep other people safe. It's actually to keep the elephant itself safe. So the first one is it keeps them from escaping into other people's lands and prevents them from being killed by going and eating other people's crops and other people's animals. So it's not the other animals or people that these elephant trainers are necessarily concerned about. It's the elephant themselves because they think that these people will then in turn hurt the elephant. The second reason is that they are worried about them being stolen. So if they're kept on this chain and they're around where the owners can see them, they can keep an eye on them so then no one will steal the elephant. And the third is that they're worried about them being killed for their ivory and for other body parts because in a lot of countries, people will take parts of an elephant for money and to sell it and all of that. And so it's to protect the elephant from being injured. And like I said, when I was looking it up, I expected it was primarily to protect other things and to just like condition the elephant not to try to escape, but really it's just to protect them. And so I started thinking about this analogy when we apply it to our lives in multiple different ways. And I think when it comes to us as humans, we too sometimes are chained up to this metaphorical post because we place limits on ourselves to not protect other people, but to protect ourselves and keep us from getting hurt. So you can think of this in terms of taking risks to follow dreams. Maybe you come from a place where it's not quote unquote normal to go after big scary dreams. When I started this podcast, I had these beliefs that you know, I would never be successful. I don't know anyone who's in the podcast world personally. I don't know what I'm doing. Will I even reach an audience? And I had to really work to overcome those limiting beliefs I had placed on myself. And I almost allowed myself to stay where I was just because I was afraid of failing. And I'm going to get into this a little bit more later. It also comes true when we look at us and how we act in relationships. Sometimes we have these limits on ourselves where we don't allow ourselves to open up. Maybe we've been hurt before by somebody or we've been burned in the past. And so it's easier to stay chained up and resist going into another relationship than it is to break free of these beliefs we have and try again. And then just in regards to friendships, life, anything that involves being vulnerable, And vulnerability is something I've really been looking into. I've been reading some books and listening to some speeches from Brene Brown, and she is amazing. She's the vulnerability queen. So if you're ever curious about hearing more about that, definitely look into her because she says vulnerability is our most accurate measure of courage. And I think so often we view vulnerability as a bad thing because it allows people in and it allows people to see who we truly are. And sometimes I think we even believe that being vulnerable means the same thing as being weak, 
when really in reality, Brene Brown points out that it's actually quite the opposite. Being weak is allowing ourselves to close off from these relationships and close off from following these dreams and keep ourselves chained up like this metaphorical elephant. Whereas being vulnerable vulnerable requires taking risks and breaking free and being courageous. And when I was thinking about this analogy, I was thinking of the reasons why maybe we tend to stay conditioned in chaining ourselves up from breaking free of these limitations. And I think it really breaks down to three main reasons. The first is that we don't realize that we can break free. And I think in the case of the elephant, this is what happens to them. Because as a baby, they tried and tried and tried, and they failed so often that they finally just gave up and they were conditioned to believe that they never would break free. So even once they became strong enough to do so, they never even tried because they didn't think they would be successful. And when we look at our lives, I think the same is true. We look at our past mistakes and we look at how we've tried before and it didn't work out. So maybe that relationship didn't work out or we tried to follow that dream or become an entrepreneur or start that blog or start that course and it didn't work out. Or we look at where we came from. We look at who our parents are. We look at who we graduated with. We look at who we're surrounding ourselves with. We look at our situation that we've come from. Maybe that's a situation of you know, abuse and assault and people tearing us down day after day or low income. And we look at where we come from and we think, why would I be successful? Because this is where I come from and this is where I'm meant to be. And I think it also stems from the lies that society tells us. We always see that we always tend to believe that like certain people will see success and society kind of reintegrates this by showing us all of these flashy things. If you look on social media and in magazines and on TV, and we're constantly comparing ourselves to these people who, you know, were born into these certain types of family and born into success. Whereas we have to really work at it And we don't realize that it's even possible to get to where they are because of where we come from and because of the mistakes we've already made. And because of that, we don't realize we're able to break free. So that's the first reason. However, I definitely think there are some of us who know that if we put in the work, we could break free of this chain and we could see success in our lives. But although we know we can, we think it's just easier to stay chained up and safe where we are because we are comfortable with being comfortable. When in order to be successful, we definitely have to embrace the uncomfortability as well. And I think this stems from a plethora of reasons as well. The first is maybe lack of support. Maybe you know you can break free and you know you can get where you want to go but you don't feel like you have the support you need to get there and you don't have anyone in your corner cheering you on. And because of that, it allows you to give up on yourself and it allows you to remain stagnant and not push through the barriers in order to get to where you want to get to. Another huge thing is this idea of fear of failure. So you think of a goal, maybe your goal is you know, to lose 50 pounds, or maybe your goal is to create this course that you want to sell to people, or maybe your goal is to get your PhD or whatever it might be. And you know that if you tried hard enough, you could get there, 
but you're so worried about failing on your way there that you stop trying because it's easier to be comfortable and maybe not be totally fulfilled and to protect yourself than it is to really put yourself out there and take the risk and then fail. And in society today, we are so worried about failure and we're so worried about what people think of us when in the end, it doesn't freaking matter what they think of you. What matters is what you think of yourself. And when you get to the end of your life, those people aren't going to be the ones there. Those people aren't going to be the ones looking back on your life. That's going to be you. And do you want to remain where you are and then years from now look back and be like, damn, I should have freaking broken the chain? Or are you going to decide to go after your dreams even if you're worried about what might happen? And one thing that's in relation to this too that I know I personally have struggled with is this idea of imposter syndrome. And I've brought this up on the show before, but not in depth. And imposter syndrome is where you decide, okay, I am going to go after this thing. But then you start questioning, am I really capable of doing this? Am I cut out for this? Am I skilled enough or trained enough to do this? And I know I've experienced this when I took a new job from teaching middle school to teaching high school. I started questioning, am I able to make lessons that are rigorous enough for this level of like us for this level of students or when I decided to start my own fitness and nutrition coaching business I asked myself who am I to share all this stuff like am I knowledgeable enough and especially when I started this podcast I kept telling myself why would anyone listen to my show when they could listen to this person or this person or this person and why would they choose my show over theirs? And so I almost didn't even start the podcast until I realized that some people out there won't ever listen to those other people. But you listening to this, you're listening to my show. And how selfish would it be of me to not share what's on my heart and what I've learned and what I've overcome in order to help you do the same? But this idea of imposter syndrome and feeling like we're not cut out to do what we want to do is what holds us back from breaking free of that chain, even when we know that we can. And then the last reason, it's not that we don't realize we can break free. And it's not that we know we can, but that we're afraid. And I honestly think this third one might be the worst one of all. It's that we feel guilty for wanting to break free because we think we should be happy with having it good enough. And we feel worried about dimming other people and what I mean by this is maybe you're in a place right now where you have this feeling in your heart that there's something more for you and that you're not totally and 100% fulfilled but you have it good enough so you feel bad for wanting more and I know I experienced this when I started looking at the entrepreneur path and decided to dive into coaching and looking at starting a blog and all of the things, I constantly was like, why do I feel like I need more when I have it better than so many other people already? Like I have a stable job. I have a career I enjoy. I have a relationship that I love. I have friends who support me. So why don't I feel totally fulfilled? And With that came this feeling of guilt and selfishness where who am I to try to go after something better when there are people who have it worse than me. 
And I think this totally comes from an area of society where when we are thinking we're upset, and I think this has both positives and negatives to it, but when something bad happens to us, we're told to think to be grateful because somebody has it worse than us, which is so true. It puts it into perspective sometimes. But at the same time, just because somebody may have it worse than you do, it doesn't mean that you don't have it worse than you want yourself to have. And I don't think that comparing ourselves to other people's situations should keep us from wanting more in our lives. And I think so often we get wrapped up in the feeling of shame and guilt for wanting a life that we really freaking love. And I think you deserve to have a life you love and a life you enjoy waking up to every single day and a life that's not just good enough, but a life that is the best life you could have envisioned for yourself. And so even when we're on this chain and we know we can break free and we want to break free, sometimes this idea of selfishness can get in the way. But honestly, the worst mistake you can make in life is dimming your own life because someone else doesn't have sunglasses on to block it. And what I mean by that is you cannot belittle yourself for the sake of someone else. You cannot keep yourself from achieving what you were meant to achieve and keep yourself from seeing the success that you're determined to see just because you're worried about dimming someone else's light. And I think often we do this with our friendships and our relationships where maybe you are going after that dream job or you are going after that relationship where something really good is happening in your life, but your friend is going through something really hard. Maybe they just went through a breakup or maybe they um, just experienced some type of bad event. And because of that, we feel bad for sharing about what's going on in our life. And I'm not saying you have to go brag and rub it in their face. But I don't think you should have to keep your confidence at a low in order to make them feel better because that's not helping anyone. And at the end of the day, it's not being selfish to put yourself first. And it's not being selfish to break free from this chain that you've placed on yourself, that society has placed on you, that your family has placed on you, that your friends or your significant other or just like your past and where you come from, where they have placed this chain on you. And you need to do what's best for you. Because if you keep allowing yourself to be chained up from these limitations and from these beliefs you've placed on yourself, you will get to the point where you're so conditioned to not break free that you might forget that you even can. And I promise you that you can. And although it's going to be scary, And although it might be dangerous and yeah, you might get hurt and you might fail. I hope that you fail because that's how you grow. Even though it's really hard and it's very vulnerable to do it, I hope you do because what you accomplish once you break free of this change is indescribable. And I know that you are capable of it and I know that you're deserving of more. And I pray every day that you find the courage to do it. Because at the end of the day, like Brene Brown says, vulnerability is our most accurate measure of courage. So go out there and be courageous. 
thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope that you found some value in what you heard today. And if you did, as always, I would love it so much if you would share with a friend of yours. Either send it to them in a message, post it on social media, or leave me a review so I can hear what you thought. Also, if you want to connect with me further, as I always say, I love talking with you guys and hearing about where you come from. So you can find me on Instagram at thestoryof.page and send me a message there. I hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you next time.